brought up an interesting point. Because you're putting these pictures out there into the world, and then sometimes things don't work out. Yeah. Even with marriages, more than half of them are ending in divorce anyway. So how do people reconcile this aspect of sharing intimate images with a partner? That's why we tell people to do it for yourself. Um, it's, a, it's hard waters to navigate. I mean, I'm, I'm divorced. I did a session before for my marriage and I mean, thank goodness I had a, a ex-husband now who gave me back my stuff, um, but it could have went a different way. But most women, I found like they'll come back and just want copies of their pictures for them. Welcome to America's number one sexuality podcast, Dr. Sex Fairy. I am Dr. Kabul Bhava, America's favorite sex doctor, and I am here to transform your life. The Dr. Sex Fairy podcast is now both audio and video, so don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Dr. Sex Fairy, as well as subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today we are venturing inside the boudoir with Jamie Fink and Rebecca Bruner, the dynamic duo behind Nice Booty Studio in West Palm Beach, Florida. These talented boudoir photographers transform intimate moments into erotic and breathtaking art. Jamie and Rebecca will share their insight on how boudoir photography transcends mere imagery to become a celebration of self-love, empowerment, and the delicate dance between art and eroticism. They will unravel the myths and discuss the transformative impact of boudoir photography on your relationship with your partner, and more importantly, with yourself. So adjust your lenses and prepare for an eye-opening discussion. Whether you are a photography enthusiast, or are looking to spice up your relationship, or are simply curious about the art of boudoir, this episode will shed light on the beauty and power of capturing sensuality through a lens. Welcome, Becca and Jamie. Welcome to the Dr. Sexberry Podcast. Thank you for having us. Thank you. So let's launch right into boudoir. What is it? Basically, it is, we like to consider it empowerment photography. Um, it's more about sort of embracing who you are and where you are. Um, back in the day, I think they considered it bedroom photography. Um, but we are here more so to help people learn to sort of embrace where they're at in life. You know, there's a lot of times in life where we're looking back at old pictures and thinking, oh my gosh, I really thought that I was so heavy back then and I wish I would have just embraced who I was instead of being down on myself. And we found that it's a common theme for people that they just go back and they think, wow, I, I really looked good back then when I thought I didn't. And so we realized that there was this opportunity to teach women and people in general to just sort of feel empowered with where they are right now. And how did you both get into this? Well, we both worked in women's imaging, radiology. Um, that's where we met. She did photography part-time. Um, she did also ultrasound. I was a mammotech. Um, and I grew up in a family of photographers. My mom was a photographer. My grandfather was a photographer. So when we met, there was sort of an instant connection with that commonality between us. We hit it off. We became best friends. Uh, best friends turned 
business partners, we sort of decided mm-hmm. like we loved working with women. We wanted to continue working with women, but we wanted to bring it to a whole new level. So for me, it was sort of like a natural progression to um, go yeah. into it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Boudoir kind of found me um, at a place where I was pregnant and I had just started photography and I was doing weddings and all the things trying to find the niche that I liked the most. Um, I kind of was in, um, I was doing ultrasound and knew I wasn't going to be there forever. I knew kind of right off the bat that it wasn't forever thing for me. Um, so I tried out boudoir and I just, I fell in love with the instant connection with my clients one-on-one and making them feel really empowered and special. Um, and also while I was pregnant, I learned that I was having a baby girl and I didn't want her to experience the same things I experienced growing up, which was really negative self body image. And, um, yeah, I didn't want that for her. So I figured this would be a perfect way for me to grow, to teach her, um, how to be a better person. You've both talked about women in boudoir photography, but you also photograph men, don't you? We do. We do. For sure. In today's world, it's sort of all-inclusive. We do couples, men, sort of everything. Um, Non-binary. Non-binary, Whoever wants to feel empowered. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about the fun props people bring to your studio. We've had a lot of interesting, fun things. We get a lot of typical things, like sports gear. Jerseys. Jerseys. Um, We've gotten musical instruments, fun stuff. We've gotten Harry Potter-themed wands and wizard stuff. Um, Darth Vader masks and lightsabers. We've gotten... The hand. The Iron Man hands yeah. for for our comic people that like comics. Yeah. <laughs> and I like the spicier props, like yeah. the honey, the strap-ons, the whips and chains, the <laughs> bondage stuff. That's I'm like, pick me. <laughs> have you ever gone to a client's home and found that they have a full-fledged sex room? We built one at the studio. We have one in our studio yeah. now. <laughs> Yeah, we um, we don't really go to clients' homes too often uh, yeah. per special request, but that would be a dream to go into – if someone – if I walked into someone's <laughs> house and they had a, a sex room, I'd be like, just forever, just hire me forever to do this. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I'm obsessed with that show, How to Build a Sex Room. Oh, yeah. So good. We, did a, we took a lot of inspo from that show and made our own little spicy red room, we call it. Yeah. Um, for, for, talk, for people who want the more spicy pictures. Yeah. So they can step into our little secret room that we have and do pictures in there. Do people ever have you photograph them having sex or doing sexual acts? Yes. 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 Um, we actually took a workshop um, up in Kansas City. Um, and, you know, we really wanted to do that in a safe way for both our clients and for us. So we wanted to make sure we were educated on it, have, you know, contracts that cover both of everyone as well. Um and now we offer that at the studio, and it's awesome. Fortunately, we can't really share that work as often. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, they're super fun, and it's a great way for uh, you know couples to reconnect, reconnect with each other and even individual sessions for them to kind of explore a more sensual side of them. You know, it, it's art at the end of the day. You know, they're exploring their sensuality, but we want to create artwork for them to remember as well. Interesting. So they are literally having you film them having sex. Per special request, there are obviously couples who don't do that, but um, 
that sort of falls under our erotica category. But yes, there are definitely, and it's all discussed before. It's not, you know, there are hard limits and everything has to be, it's very in detail before anything can happen in our studio or in front of us uh, so that everybody's on the same page. There can be no surprises, um, but it's, yeah, they, there are people who are very intrigued by that. Yes. Our sessions don't just lead to that. They're, um, they're very carefully planned and that's discussed ahead of times because boundaries are super important to us. And like she said, that's, that's a survey and a conversation that we have with our clients beforehand, what's going to happen and where and positions and all that stuff. Because, um, like we have same sex couples as well. Um, I'm, I'm straight. So I don't know some certain things to say or whatever. So we discuss those things ahead of time, like certain couples don't do penetration, for example. Um, so that's things that we need to know ahead of time before I ask, like, I'm not going to ask them to do something that's not normal for their sex life. So it's really, we get to learn a lot about people's personal sex yeah. life as well. Yeah. yeah. What are the biggest misconceptions people have about boudoir photography? I think that you have to know how to be sexy before you come in for a session. Like you have to know how to pose or you have to already embody something that you want to show. Yeah, everybody thinks that. And I think almost all of our clients walk in, unless it's a special client that's been with us multiple times for multiple sessions, everybody comes in nervous and scared. It's very intimate. And they don't realize that we're going to be laughing and having a good time and playing their favorite music and getting to know them they think they just have to walk in as this confidence-filled person and have to know exactly what to do. Like, they don't know that we're going to literally be on the floor with them posing, showing them exactly how to do it and what to do. And it ends up just being a full experience of getting to know each other and, you know, making goofballs out of ourselves, really. I mean, yeah. and by the end of the day, they're, it's like, they're like, I can't believe I was so worried. I didn't even have time to be worried once I got in there with you. Like I'm literally watching you and we're laughing and I'm like, yeah, most people, for some reason, they just get so scared. And we're like, no, we're going to show you everything you have to do. We're, we're watching everything. We're doing it all. They don't need to come in confident. If anything, you help build their confidence. Yes, a thousand percent. Yeah. Another thing is um, I think a lot of people feel like they need to wear lingerie for a session, but you don't have to. Um if you're like not a lingerie person, why not just wear jeans unbuttoned with no top or um, just the sheets? That's our favorite thing yeah. to do with people who just like aren't into lingerie. Um, I remember before my wedding, my photographer had offered me a boudoir session and the picture she showed me was like high heels and red lipstick. And I was like, oh, that's not me. I'm not going to do that because that's not me. Um, so we try and showcase like a lot more than that. It's not just about all the makeup and the heels and you don't have to be this, you know, very feminine vision. You can be whoever you want and still be sexy or sensual or whatever you're trying to come across. Um, that's important to me. Yeah, for sure. How do you help people overcome the insecurities? Because the hottest women think that their thighs are too fat, that they have too much cellulite. And, you know, it's, it's tough to let yourself be exposed in that sense. I think when you look at our portfolio, you're able to see that, you know, we not only preach that we're showcasing all kinds of women, we really practice it. You can see in our portfolio, we're showing you all kinds of women. We're also showing you things that we are not going to ask you to do something that we wouldn't do. There are pictures of us out there everywhere. And you can look at us and see that we're very different body shapes. 
Um, we both have had struggles with weight ourselves. We've been through, we're regular women. You know, we've had ups and downs with weight and weight loss. And, you know, we share our stories with our clients and we talk to them and we get on the phone with them and say, hey, what are your concerns? And, you know, can you trust me on this? I We recently had a client that came in and was like, you're going to be lucky if I like four pictures. I don't like pictures of me. I'm the girl that stands in the back behind people. I don't let people take pictures of me. And I was like, just trust the process. Just trust it. You know, by the end of the session, she was bawling her eyes out. She had a hard time getting rid of four pictures, let alone the fact that she didn't think she was going to like pictures. And it breaks your heart to think like, you're really, you're beautiful. Like you should be looking at yourself and embracing it and thinking, gosh, this is you. This is you. I didn't change anything about you. I didn't change your body. I, you know, I, I used some lighting and some posing and some angles, and this is who you are. And you should embrace that. And to get somebody who really thinks in their head that they're not going to like four pictures of themselves is sad to me that it comes to that. And But to see her walk away crying and not even able to get rid of four pictures after seeing them, I think, oh, okay, good. You know, it, it, it worked. I think an important part of having you on this episode for me is to also distinguish between boudoir and pornography. Because too often, people confuse one for the other. Yeah. And this is not to say that there's anything wrong with pornography. It's just that boudoir is very different. Yes, yeah. for sure. So boudoir is for yourself, first and foremost. Um, porn is obviously created um, primarily for other people's viewing, and boudoir is for your viewing. So even if it's like an erotica session and you're naked or you're touching yourself or they're having intercourse, this is artwork for them, intimate moments for them. We're not selling it and um, creating profit off other people's bodies. Yeah. So, And when you do boudoir also, even if you're going to gift it to your partner or gift it to somebody, we tell people like, you're still doing this for yourself. They're just reaping the benefits. Like do it for you first, because it's important that you're able to embrace who you are and where you are, and they just get to reap the benefits. Because at the end of the day, not that we'd ever wish it on anybody, but if you break up or if anything happens, you need to know that you did this for you, and you can embrace that then. And, and they just get to reap the benefits of it. That's all. You brought up an interesting point, because you're putting these pictures out there into the world, and then sometimes things don't work out. Yeah. Even with marriages, yeah. more than half of them are ending in divorce anyway. So how do people reconcile this aspect of sharing intimate images with a partner? That's why we tell people to do it for yourself. Um, it's, a, it's hard waters to navigate. I mean, I'm, I'm divorced. I did a session before for my marriage. And I mean, thank goodness I had an ex-husband now who gave me back my stuff. Um, but it could have went a different way. But most women, I found, like, they'll come back and just want copies of their pictures for them. Like, oh, I should have just kept them. I at least want the copies. Um, more so than fighting over them, right? Isn't that what you find? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they for just sure. want copies of them for themselves again. They're like, man, I should have just kept them. Can I at least get copies of them? Those sessions always they break my heart. They'll contact yeah. us and be like, my ex won't give me back my photos. And I'm just like makes me so angry yeah. <laughs> i'm like gosh how can someone do that to someone else those are like pictures of yourself it's a very intimate experience in general i mean you're oh, that's that's what creates growth right when you're vulnerable with other people and you're i mean you're being vulnerable giving them to someone else as a gift and that's scary but i guess that's how you grow unfortunately 
It's yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. It is. It stinks. Yeah, it sucks. But yeah, just be wise where you distribute the pictures. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What about people who hesitate to have a boudoir session because they are worried about their privacy, about where these pictures go once you take them? It's a really good question. Um, so during our phone call, obviously we discuss this with our clients, but we do send out a survey before their session and it asks them whether they're okay with us even just posting before and after um, pictures of their makeup that they get done. And then it also asks if we're allowed to take behind the scenes. Um, so that's the first step that we always take with our clients. And then during the session, um, if they allow us to take behind the scenes, we'll take that. And then always after they see their images, we have a contract that they sign that is our model release. And there's different options. They can keep them completely private, meaning we won't share them with anyone. They'll never go anywhere besides their hands. Um, there's an anonymous option. So we can post, you know, like lips down um, or like little detail shots. And then um, luckily, most of our clients really allow us to share anything, um, even full nude pictures. So we're really blessed in that way. Um, if they okay with sharing everything except for just, you know, showing like genital areas, then we'll do that as well. Um, and then of course, after their session, when we edit and post them into their gallery, there's um, a link with um, password protected and a download pin. So even if someone stumbled across this gallery, unless they have access to the password and the pin, they're not getting your photos. So we're very careful with that. Yeah. And we always respect our clients' wishes, of course. <laughs> Very important. Yes. yes. I've even deleted raw photos, um, proof for clients who were very, very, they were both doctors and they didn't want um, anything just in case anything shared. And I said, okay, no problem. Are there certain times in people's lives that they're more likely to get a boudoir session with you? I think that most people think about boudoir sessions and they think like gift, like for someone else. But like most of our clients actually come in for many other reasons. I would say a lot of our clients are single between the ages of 25 and 60 years old, um, and they come in for a variety of reasons. Of course, brides come in um, for anniversaries, but a lot of people after divorce come in or just because they're celebrating a milestone um, like a birthday or weight loss, um, Valentine's Day. There, yeah. I mean, there's tons of reasons, and I would say majority of the reasons are not for other people, which makes us really happy. That is amazing yeah. because I think people should be doing it for themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. It helps if you're doing it for a partner. I mean, I think that's icing on the cake. I think it's like an excuse for people who like want to dip their toe in, but they're like, <laughs> well, I need a reason to do it. Um, and then they're always like, yeah, they're mine. <laughs> How have you seen relationships transform for better or worse as a result of boudoir photography? Rebecca, I think we've seen both happen um, for better and for worse, actually. I think that sometimes women think that it's a last-ditch effort, that they're going to come in and get these photos and gift them, and he's going to fall in love again, and everything's going to be, you know, hunky-dory, and they're going to live happily ever after. And all of a sudden, they're realizing that, wait a second, I'm worth more than this. I deserve more than this. All of a sudden, they have this huge boost of confidence, yeah. and they're like, I don't have to put up with this. And a lot of times they'll call us and say, I left. I finally left. Um, we have a huge community, private women only group on Facebook where women can talk to each other and air out laundry and talk and get advice with each other. And they're always going back and forth about things. But then, I mean, we've also seen where they come in and end up pregnant 
a couple session, you know, they come back and it's like reconnected and rekindled them. And they'll let us know a couple weeks later that, oh my gosh, we went home after your session and now we're pregnant. And we've had multiple couples come in and end up pregnant right after sessions. Um, yeah. So I, I think it goes like, both ways, right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Like confidence, in my opinion, brings clarity, right? Like when you're confident, you can ask for the raise at work. You can make the big change that you're scared of, whatever that is. You can try wearing dresses more often, like I did, um, once I, you know, became more confident. So there's a lot of things that confidence can kind of like go into in your life. I'm sure that a lot of people are intrigued about boudoir photography and probably want to book a session with you. How can they find you? It's a great question. So our company name is called Nice Booty Studio. If you Google us, we will come up. It's spelled nice, N-I-C-E, booty, B-O-U-D-I-E, like boudoir. And um, our website is nicebooty.com. And it's the same for TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Well, ladies, thank you so much for coming on the Dr. Sex Fairy podcast. I think this has been a great conversation about art, about erotica, about self-empowerment, about relationships, and so much more. Thank you so very much for your time. Thanks thank for having us. As we wrap up today's episode of the Dr. Sex Fairy podcast, I hope you have found inspiration and insight into the captivating world of boudoir photography. It is about more than just beautiful images. It is a journey of self-discovery, empowerment, and celebrating the unique intersection of art and sensuality. Remember, exploring and embracing your sexuality is a continuous journey and I am here to support and enlighten you along the way. As always, thank you for joining me on this episode of the Dr. Sex Fairy podcast. If you are watching this on YouTube, don't forget to leave questions and comments. I will answer them personally. Make sure you like this video and subscribe to my channel, Dr. Sex Fairy, so that you never miss a video. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or elsewhere, do subscribe to the Dr. Sex Fairy podcast. We have more great content and guests to come. Check out my super hit TikTok account, Dr. Sex Fairy, and my Instagram, The Real Dr. Sex Fairy. Keep exploring, stay curious, and cherish the beauty of your own sensuality. Keep the magic alive. Until next time.